Blog Talk Radio. Tanya Talks, Three Voices Heard, and Your Stories Told on Marty Elsie's TS Radio Network and Stephen Burke's 89.9 KLRB-FM White House Christian Radio in Oklahoma and the surrounding areas. I want to thank our guests and our, our listeners uh, for, for tuning in, and as, as always, and if there are any new listeners, we appreciate you having an open, open mind and coming on over to Alternative Media, yay! <laughs> That's fantastic. It is October fifth, Tuesday, October fifth, two thousand and twenty-one, and we have regular contributors Stephen Burke and James Treat with us, and uh, we have we got a show for you tonight. I'm going to try to change that up a little bit so it doesn't sound monotonous because I really don't mean to be, but I do mean to say, have we got a show for? you tonight. This is about personal choices, mandate madness, critical race theory, parents' rights, and don't you dare head on me. The true meaning of live free or die, the motto in New Hampshire that many throughout the country and I believe throughout the world would love to have. Um, and, And what is it that is going on right now? Live free or die. Well, where did that come from? Well, that came, that was written actually by General John Stark, and I know in New Hampshire there's a highway, the General John Stark Highway. Um, so um, it was in July 31st, 1809, that uh, General John Stark came up with that saying, "Live free or die." What a novel idea, wasn't it? And it was in 19. 19- 45 when legislator gave it its official motto and emblem and that was just as a world war two was approaching a successful end but right now right now literary or die couldn't be more at risk than it sure seems and sure is as it is now it's not even things that make you go hmm anymore is it no it's to say hello to my beautiful mother in New Hampshire. And I'd also like to say hello to my son and his girlfriend that are listening in right now. And I haven't gotten permission to give their names or even their first names, so I'm not going to say it. But I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that they're, they're tuned in and they have been before. But, again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And remember, tonight we will be taking calls, 917-388-4520. Press 1 if you want to get into the queue. If you have a question or a comment for either your host, me, Tanya Hathaway, for Stephen Burke, or for James Street. Stephen Burke, what do you think? 
Can you say hi to all of our listeners? Can you just say a little bit something about yourself and then add to this live free or die thought process? Because right about now, that's all it is to many, and many are actually accepting that. Oh, well, I don't know where to start. You know, I'm just all right. somebody that's always been into uh, watching world events ever since I was a little kid, listening on shortwave radio and paying attention to Constitution and all that other stuff, and uh, studied, the, of course, the Constitution and the Communist Manifesto. People read that, they kind of know what's going on nowadays because that's exactly what's happening is everything is laid out in that. That's what they're pulling off, and then they're doing their great reset and all that junk tempting to. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And so what do you what do you feel about the, the live free or, or die motto and, and where we're at right now? Well, we just about don't have our freedom anymore and and there's really not no point in living if you're in a prison with the government dictating every last thing you do, kinda like uh, like we're got a modern day Hitler. Uh, that's sure what it seems like. Uh, Marty just added something to the conversation, um, and I don't know, Marty. I know that you're having audio, um, some phone troubles there. Uh, I know that you and I have had a hard time uh, with with the phone, um, but I'm going to ask you to add that to our conversation. I just want to get James Creed on here, and I'd love to hear what you have to say about uh, your discovery that once appeared and ghosted on us. <laughs> Not surprised, given the content. Uh, James Tree, uh, thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate all of your contributions and your life as a as a whistleblower, a public speaker. Can you just tell a little bit about yourself as well? Well, good evening. Um, retired, retired corporate white power guy for 20, 25 years, whatever it was. Um, I would say, though, that I was not really the white tower prototype, you know, with all the corporate lingo. I mean, I've lived and died it, but been more of a down-to-earth type person. Uh, going to the conversation, though, I uh, was you're, born you're in Los Angeles. You're talking about, like, the, 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 the white shirts as opposed to the – the work, the, the 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 maintenance kind of worker, or the yeah, or the, ivory, the, ivory ta- the ivory tower is the guy up there making all the decisions. <laughs> right, 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 right. But I was uh, born in Los Angeles, uh, came back to Oklahoma, but basically grew up in Texas. And Texas is pretty well known for "Don't tread on Texas." But going back to your "Live Free or Die." Death is not the worst of all evils. And if you do not have freedom, and we as Americans take that for granted, what do you have? Uh, Because you're given some God-given rights that are inalienable, as the definition goes. But if I go back 25 years of my life, this all started to decay when a bank would start to hold your money when you put a check in the bank. Mm-hmm. 
And it's been one freedom after another, one more rule and one more statute from that point to where we are today. And unless you're an older generation person, say 50, 55, 60, 65, youth of America don't know the difference because they just know if they go put their check in the bank, it just take a 20, 25, 30, 35, 40-year-old. Uh, I don't get that money for seven days, five days, ten days. Well, folks, that's not the way that it really is. And that's just a minute example of what we're really talking about with our freedoms because the Constitution hadn't changed during that period of time. But the rules and the twisted interpretations and statutory maritime law that we've accepted along the way, we just sat back and watched it. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because, you know, the whole the whole thing about, you know, for people to understand, for the younger people to understand that could be listening tonight, because I think that we have a wide audience and a wide area, uh, as Marty has let us know. And, uh, and if you put a dollar in the bank, whatever the interest rate is on that one dollar, it's not going to be much, okay? So $100... Obviously, you know, that's going to be just a little bit more, $1,000 a little bit more, 10000 a little bit more as it starts to compound over time, right? But you see, when when a bank holds your dollar and billions of others or your $10 or billions of others or your hundreds or your thousands or your hundred thousands or your million and billions of others, then what do you think is happening? They'll, that, that's a, that's a money-making event, and that's actually stealing from your own pocket, even though you would not be making that same amount of interest on that money as the banks do because, obviously, the deposits that you have is one compared to the billions for these big organizations, right, that are throughout the country or throughout the world because you'll find that many banks are throughout the world. Um, but but that's that's one way. That's one way of taxing you, and it's really you know. And what is the reason? Well, the the reason is well, we have to make sure the check clears. It's pretty amazing though how quickly checks can clear when the banks need it in their possession immediately. So think about that. Is that along the lines that you're speaking of, James? Well, yeah. I mean, well, yes and no. But to your point, okay. they're making interest on your float, on your dollar, when it's not their dollar. So the longer they hold it, five days, ten days, they're making interest on that float. And their no, interest on that float that is, great, is, greater, is greater than what they're paying you. And, and I, I don't mind the fact if there's a little something there, you know, you know how the, what is the Federal Reserve is protected up to three hundred thousand, I think it is now, you know. So if you have three hundred thousand in the bank and something happens with the Federal Reserve, okay, then you're still protected, so you'll still get that money. But this is way far beyond that. Well, this is an abuse because the bank may be holding it five days, seven days, whatever. Quote bank policy. Quote bank policy. Well, what is federal statute? Federal statute says that the bank 
has to pay once the check is once the funds have cleared. Well, there's nowhere in the United States of America that any check will not clear within 48 hours, 24 hours per bank that it touches in the Federal Reserve. Or doesn't have the capacity to. So anything past 48 hours, they're illegally holding your money. We pick and choose our battles, don't we? And you know, but this is all this is all relative. This is relative to taking advantage. You know, putting people's feet in the water. You know, testing them out, putting their feet in the water, testing testing out how people respond to. In essence, it's a mandate. It becomes a mandate. If you want to have money in the bank, then you have to accept these terms. So true, it's a contract or whatever. But then again, they're federally. Uh, uh, back. So it, that's that's an interesting conversation starter right there. But we also do want to stay on on the topic, even though it certainly does. It, it, I can see where you you would say when you know it first started happening. That makes all the sense in the world. Well, we have somebody else on air with us now who has called in before, and it's Dan Mosley. Dan, uh, how are you today? And why don't you say who you are and and help us out with your with your comment about uh, live free or die? Okay, uh, my name is Dan Mosley, and um, I'm, I live in Oklahoma. And uh, um, for years, I was a medical technologist. I planned to go on to med school, but because there's too many laws, I got a drug charge and couldn't go to med school. And uh, I worked in the medical field uh, as a medical technologist that's a laboratory tech, uh, chemistry and micro and stuff. And anyway, I did that for years and uh, went through a divorce and started. Uh, every time I turned around, I was getting stopped and pulled over or coming up in my house. Once they get your, once they get your, uh, once you get a felony case on you, they just. Uh, so what? Yeah, yeah, they just fill up. Oh, well, we found this in your trash. Well, you know, they put it there. And uh, Greenwood versus California, yeah, they saying they can go through your trash, but if you read California versus Greenwood, they had other collaborating evidence that there were drugs in the house. They just didn't go up there and get their get in their trash and then get a search warrant. Uh, yeah. But you're on the other side of it now, and you're succeeding, and you're about ready to... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, went, I, went, yeah I, I went and, uh, you know, they gave me life without parole at a time that I went to treatment and was staying clean and working on my master's degree to become a counselor, recommended community fencing, but the DA stood on that three strikes you're out, and the judge didn't have any choice. She had no say, all the power was in the district attorney's hands. And, uh, and yeah, I Welcome went to prison. To and, and, yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Well, luckily, criminal justice forms hit, hit uh, I think, in the feds around 2014, and then California a year or two later, and then it started spreading across the United States. And finally, in 2018, uh, they changed the law and uh, made my uh, drug charges misdemeanor, so they couldn't use that three strikes out again. 
And uh, I got out on commentation, and I went going back to school and picking up where uh, I was at tenure before I got that life without pro, and uh, going back to get my master's degree as a counselor. And Total yeah, turnaround. the government complete turnaround. An admitted well, an admitted drug user and rehabilitated, completely turning your life around. Haven't you? Is that correct? But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, congratulations. <laughs> Well, thank which, you. Which thank we're you. thanks for but, you know it's great to have you on. It's great to have you on. Yeah. So you you of all people should be able to comment on live free or die. You do understand that you know when you when you're when you're uh, uh, an inmate and when you were first a felon, you know your rights obviously became different than other than other people's. Yeah. But now your well, rights you you know your rights have been given back to you and uh, a lot of people like you are able to you know be rehabilitated and are, and are back out in life and doing great things becoming productive members of society so what do you right. have to say about live free or die about what live free or die live free or die yeah and you know i'm 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 kind of uh old hippie you know I, I mean i was a teenager when the hippie movement came along and you know, and you know they were talking about our freedoms, and you know they they you know they go up to Capitol and smoke weed and stuff. But one thing about it was is that they were thinking outside the uh, collective political box and uh, saying you know calling them on the Vietnam War, which wasn't about the spread of communism. It was about taking control of the opium uh, market, just like the French did in the 60s. That's where the movie French Connection came from and then we went over there and we got went and got involved it was about opium and you know and a lot of things that the government does in the you know down in uh we had the contras and all that stuff i mean it was all about all that stuff was about drugs and also big business down there some Money. of those uh, third world countries were developing um a democracy and big business had their businesses down there, and so guess what? We're spying the gorillas to take over, the overthrow the democracy, uh, so they could get cheap labor. Because you, you know, if you have a democracy, you got you got to pay these people. You can't pay them slave labor. Ah, and I I think that's exactly what's happening in our world today. They're trying to create robots so there can be real cheap labor, as in try free. Let's move on yeah. to the next subject. Uh, James Treat. Interestingly enough, and it's it's not long after uh, the gain of function was scientifically exposed. You know the, the fact that there is gain of function that was used uh, today. It was Dr. Francis Collins uh, who announced his resignation as the director from the National Institute of Health. Uh, today, I'm going to quote him. He said, it's not just about rights. It's also about responsibilities in his uh, reference to taking the vaccine mandate. He said, it's not just about rights. It's also about responsibility. Well, well, what I have to say about that, and I'm interested to hear what you have to say, all of you. But, James, well, I say, uh, what about the rights? And while, what about the responsibility to the right? And while we're at it, what about the responsibility to science? Okay, let's start with the Bill of Rights. 
from what perspective is the Bill of Rights written? It's written from the individual's right, not from the group rights. It's written for I, you, the next person, and the next person. And if any one of those persons, freedoms and rights, are restricted from them, nobody has any rights or freedoms. No one. That's why the Bill of Rights was written from the perspective of the individual. Putting it in an analogy form, pro-life, abortion, etc., Male, female. The females are claiming we have a right to our body. What makes that any different from me as a male or you as a female to pick or choose what we put in our body? Because they're they're totally hypocritical. Totally well, I, I believe in the right, the, the, you know, I, I believe that it is the responsibility of society to care for a uh, an unborn child. That's what, that's what I believe. Well, it goes, okay, what happened to the double homicide? But, but def- oh, definitely, you get, right, you get the double homicide if, if, you, if somebody kills you and you are expecting, right, it is total hypocrisy, I agree. Well, what makes more. abortion any different? And again, I'm a male, and I obviously have a different view than a woman would. But the law, well, oh yes, but the law is written so that all humans can cohabitate and mingle together. But if you've got the instance where an embryo inside the womb is protected, but if the mother isn't killed then the baby isn't protected. That doesn't make any sense to me from a logical point of view. I'm not well, talking about an emotional point of view. Without sperm. So, in other words, contributions by the father. So what about father's rights, too? Okay, well, but going back to that very point, okay? One of the things that I can remember from my teenage years is in the garage working on a car with a friend of mine, and his dad is out there. And he said, boys, I'm going to tell you something, and you're really, you're going to, you may hear me, but you're really not going to hear me. He says, unless you're planning on marrying the girl, you better keep it in your pants. Well, the opposite side of that is there's a dual responsibility there between the man and the woman and the aftermath or the effects of the action. I am, from a perspective and point of view, every living cell in the body is a living thing. And once that insemination takes place, that is a living being at that very moment, not three weeks, not six months, not nine months, and you cannot twist that to make it any different. That is the science. Thank you. And Stephen, what is what is your take on uh, the fact that uh, that doc, the, the the doctor Francis Collins uh, 
of the NIH decided to uh, resign and thinks it's a good it's a good time for him to resign. Did you see that in uh, in the in the uh, all the newspapers that you read, publications that you read today? Yeah, I've seen several stories on that already. Do, do yeah. you think that he's resigning now just because it's a good time to resign for him? Or do you, what do no. you think is the story behind it? Okay. What is I think thought? there's something fishy going on there, <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and and he's he's leaving with 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 uh, with the final say. It's not just about rights; it's about responsibilities. You know, leaning towards the, the vaccine, of course. Yeah, and that that's already been proven that it does absolutely nothing. And news story I got today said that the Pfizer vaccine is basically worthless after six months. Well, that was worthless to start with, in my opinion, but from all my research, it didn't ever do anything to start with, but now they're saying it's no good after six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. I, I actually saw that, yep. Um, there's a, uh, also an article that was uh, published today. It was by Blaze Media. I don't know if anybody saw this, and I know that this group – that, you know, we see many different publications. We don't just stick to one, but we go through many publications so that we're sure that we're not doing the same things that uh, that we are afraid that many other people are doing, which is just sticking to mainstream. I know we pay attention to mainstream, but we also do a good deal of research on the, uh, uh, on the, in the underground, too. However, what I'm uh, talking about now isn't really necessarily the underground, because a Harvard researcher, as reported by Blaze, and this came out today once again, he said basically our organization runs on COVID money now. Now, he said that in a video that was undercover acquired by Project Veritas. Good for them. They did it once again. So that was said by Chris Croce. Senior Associate Scientist of Pfizer. So he actually said in this video, caught undercover, not meant for other people to see, basically our organization is run on COVID money now. So um, now in this research uh, that was this researcher from Harvard, he came out saying that Portugal and Iceland and others that are 75% and more vaccinated, uh, cases per 1 million, that people in those countries are, they have, uh, oh, forgive me, they have many more deaths and many more COVID uh, issues than countries like Vietnam, South Africa, and South Africa that have around 10% of the population fully vaccinated. So 75% in Portugal and Iceland compared to 10% in Vietnam and South Africa. More cases per million in 75% vaccinated countries, the countries that have the money, right? And also in this article it says of the top five countries of the population, 
there's between 84.3% up to 99.9% vaccinations, okay? The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and uh, and Prevention, such as CDC, Centers for Disease, identifies those countries with 84.3% up to 99.9% that are vaccinated, identifies those countries as high transmission countries. So let's take a look at Chattachuki, Georgia, McKinley, New Mexico, and Arecibo, I believe it is, Puerto Rico countries, have above 90% of their population fully vaccinated, yet all three are classified as high transmission. So there's the science. There's the science, and that's where it's our responsibility to follow the science. Don't make this just about rights. It's a right to follow the science, not a right to follow mainstream and the propaganda that's being brought forward. Uh, what do you have to say about that, Dan? Okay. Uh, well, as far as vaccines, you know, I mean, the problem is, you know, sickness and death is part of life, you know, and we kind of think that we're go- – uh, immor- you know, immortal, Immune? you know, maybe our spirit is, but our body's not. We're going to grow old and we're going to get sick and we're going to get, you know, we're going to get all these viruses and stuff. Now, it, now, if you worry about it so much, you're suppressing your immune system, okay? Fear will suppress your immune system. It triggers amygdala, and I call it the devil inside, and that wreaks havoc on your physical and mental health which I'm kind of doing a, a PowerPoint on that right now. But, uh, and the deal is, is that, okay, so you're so fear, you go get your vaccine. You've got a poor immune system. All the vaccine does, it's, it's, it's uh, basically a, a dead COVID virus or whatever flu virus they expect this year. And what it does, it primes your immune system. But if your immune system sucks anyway because you're, just all stressed out about every fucking thing in the world, and then I'm sorry. Hey, shush, shush, shush. We are on, we are on a Christian radio station. Be very careful. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get a little excited. But, yeah, uh, you know, so even if you get the vaccine and your, vac- your immune system is poor, you're going to produce a first uh, not a very good immune response. Now, the second response would be a little better, but it seems like to me the the best thing to do is, you know, don't worry about it. Don't be so, you know, everybody's just blown out of proportion, and the news blows everything out of proportion, and you know, yeah, but those I are mean, big, but those are big pushes right now that we've never seen anything like this before, where free this, free that, not only free, but we're going to pay you, we're going to be reward you to get the, vac- the so-called vaccine, and you're going to be punished if you don't. And, and yeah. out of Biden's own, own mouth, you know, we're going to do everything. I'm going to do everything in my power to uh, make sure that do, 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 do. And now there's some on this panel tonight that are going to disagree with you about that, vac- about that jab, which I, I still call it, um, because, uh, I, first of all, you know, I think it's named wrong. Uh, because it, it is man-made. It's not, it's not a COVID, I don't believe. It's man-made, and that was proven by science. 
regarding the uh, gain of function, uh, and uh, and so there. So you know, it's kind of funny that they have this, you know, patent for a vaccine already before this disease, man-made disease, ever even showed up, isn't it? So, yeah. well, the, the, you know, the, I don't think it's so dead. I think that there's live nanoparticles and, uh, and oh, what's the other word, Stephen? Graphene. Well, what, what, the, point I was, the point I was making, whether it's synthetic, you know, or, or a lot, or a dead virus, I mean, it's the same principle is what the point I'm trying to make is, is that, these people's immune system wasn't good in the first place. And so you can jab it with this or you can breathe it through your nose. Either way, you're not going to get a good enough response to fight the virus. That's my point. Yeah. Not, not it, about whether, I mean, actually whether it's man-made or it's more natural where they use the dead virus, it don't matter because your immune system's not working in the first place. Yeah, you'll prime the pump a little bit, but it's still not enough. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. I mean, well, I wasn't I, talking I about. I think the people with, with, um, with uh, compromised immune systems need to be very, very careful and need to make those decisions with, uh, with informed decisions. What are your thoughts about that, Stephen? I mean, let's talk about those nanoparticles. Let's talk about, you know, for those who haven't heard this portion of the subject, and, of course, we have other subjects to move on to tonight. Like, we still have yet to move on to critical race theory and parental rights. Um, and don't set on me. But let's talk about that a little bit, Stephen. You know, I know that you take the time and you capture what is often coming off air that's shared briefly, and then it's removed and hard to find again, and you screen grab it. So your your encyclopedia collection of information. Yeah, I'm always recording stuff and Lately, Facebook's been killing it faster than you can post it on there. Yeah. But, that did uh, with you and anyway. me just last week. You sent me something. I'm I'm not uh, for sure specifically what you're wanting to know about the nanoparticles or whatever. Well, one of you, for those that are just starting to, li- to listen to our show and haven't heard this discussion before, talk a little bit about... The, the nanoparticles and the graphene oxide and uh, what some of these uh, supposed prophylactic measures to protect uh, the people are being used are really doing? Well, their they're population controls all it amounts to. They're, they're not uh, helping anybody as far as I'm concerned, and I've done enough research to to come to that conclusion, and that's the same conclusion the researchers and the doctors that they've hushed up has come to. Those nanoparticles, or, or some people call them nanobots because they're actually like little robots. They have a little caged uh, thing that hides a certain part of their little deal. It, I forget what they call it right off, but it it gets it into your cell, and then when it gets its command, it open up and release what it carried in there. But those things, that uh, graphene oxide is is uh, very toxic, and it's generating crystal structures in your body similar to 
what the old gigantic TV antennas used to look like. That's to be used to uh, connect your body to 5G Internet so they can uh, read all the information. And, of course, anybody knows if you're connecting something to the Internet, you got to have your own uh, identification number and your MAC address and your IP and all that kind of stuff for it. It's not going to connect. You know, they got to know who they're connecting to. So they're branding you with these things, whether they admit it or not. We've seen some video, haven't we, of of somebody taking – go ahead. Why don't you share that? Well, I I assume you're talking about the veterinary clinic where they took the scanner and one going to scan one arm and nothing happens, scan the other arm, it pops up this 16-digit number. Every time she scans that arm, and she wasn't injected with a chip or anything. It was the vaccine. The nanoparticles was holding that information. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder. I'd love to identify which which one that was. Yeah, and, and, and if, you know, people, I know there's some that, you know, most of you that are listening are open-minded, but some of you might be raising your eyebrows right now. Try to flash back to, I don't know how old you are, okay, if you just got out of college, you're going to have more, more or high school, you know, you're going to have more sophisticated equipment that you're able to, in, in science, that you're able to magnify things with, you know, that you're able to learn. But me, you know, I'm 58, and I flash back to my science classes, and when you put things under the tele, uh, whatever, whatever it was, on the little Petri dish, and, 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 and it's magnified, I know that way back then... It absolutely fascinated me what these little living structures look like under how many times magnification. So that is a reality check. Now, we've talked about these swabs that go up our noses and up into our brain. We've talked about we've talked about these uh the 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 masks from china the mass produced ones and that there are live that there are nanoparticles being produced on those swabs and in the in and in the on the, on the mask so that's why i encourage everybody to wear you know if they have to or if they're going to comply to whatever degree it is or if it just happens to be a smart thing as well and there are places and times for all those things um that that you should do it with a homemade cloth nothing that is mass produced that uh think about where things come from usually it's china people usually it's china and obviously we have uh, we have people that are on board throughout the world that are doing this and that wouldn't mind uh, or are complying to this kind of treasonous uh, depopulation method and the ability to try to take over the world as we once knew it. This is a great reset, I believe, and this is why we need to fight longer and harder than ever. So why do you think there is an advantage to being uh, connected to 5G for those that want you to. And if you really think that they're those that know this that aren't being used as pawns are actually taking that real shot in front of millions of people live, think again. Why don't you talk a little bit more, Stephen, about what this 5G is all about? And then I want to hear from you, James, please. 
Okay, I'm not sure, but anyway, they're going to control, they have total control of your body if they desire to have it once you took any of those vaccines. They use the nanoparticles that interfaces with your brain and interfaces with your body. They can read any information about you. They can store your bank account information and everything else on that thing. Your uh, social credits, carbon credits, you name it. They're setting up a slave system is what they're doing. And they're going to kill off however many of us they don't want. And the rest of you be the slaves for the elites. What what they're doing, of course, they're not going to tell you that. But then that thing also sterilizes the women 97% according to the information I've got. I don't know. It, it just it just doesn't end. And so uh, it, Now, that can't happen right now, can it? Or it, yes, or it, it is. You have to have it is happening right time. now. It's it's available technology that's been available for for a number of years already. That's in that shot, and they have the capability of all of that as we speak. Okay, so but it's because we haven't gone full bore five G. I mean, you mean to tell me if one if once the government starts going full bore five G, like China has, right? CCP has. Well, they, right. I, I imagine in most areas they could probably control it already. I don't know if it okay, even I mean, I know 5G, people that have gotten the, 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 the shot, and, and then they're not being controlled. So, I mean, you know, but yet I am in agreement no, with the theory. No, they're not being controlled yet. For, right. But they can, they can – or at least not for the most part, but they can they can erase memories, they can add memories, they can do all kinds of stuff. And they change, the, change the, the 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 makeup of your brain. Yeah, they can change. Well, they change the makeup of your body too, your DNA and stuff. It's altering that. So you know what I, mean, I think. You're com- I, I think becoming it's a genetically modified organism, a cyborg. Stephen, can I correct me if I'm wrong, but is 5G a higher frequency range than 4G? Oh, yeah. Most of the companies it is. T-Mobile's not. T-Mobile is using abandoned uh, UHF television frequencies for theirs, which is not going to be a problem. But most of the companies is using some real ultra-high frequencies that's never been used. And our bodies are not used to that frequency, so that's also going to generate sickness. Right, so it'll be more or less survival of the fittest for those who have had the shot. Well, your those those shots are generating those antennas all throughout your body in three D type and structures. Going to collect that their five G signal, use your body for an antenna basically. So, you know, absorbing the five uh, G signal, it can't be good. And so how crazy does this sound? But let me ask you, listeners, what do you see going on in our world today? Are you scratching your head? I'm not scratching my head anymore. I personally believed from the very beginning, practically the very beginning, that this was not something that was a good thing. And I did not like the idea of warp speed 
shot. I'm sorry, President Trump. I'm not sorry, but I don't. But I don't. I don't like the idea of that. I think he was horrifically no. misled. This was all. This was all a setup, and so much for having trusted advisors. He missed one on this one that this is obviously is not trustworthy, and the fact that this, you know, this hack. This 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 person who I, I mean there are so many missteps and it this is a thing about it is in your face this is not even like pretending to let you believe live free or die anymore and look at that turnaround look at that turnaround between Fauci's statement about oh you know expect not to be able to go see your family on Christmas and all of a sudden. Oh, we all, the, the mass population misinterpreted that. So it's all our fault. And he's turning around and, 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 and making restatements because that came back so negatively. And it is growing, growing, growing population of people that are finally catching on. But now what do the people that are finally catching on do who have already complied and succumbed to the vaccination. Well, if they done took the vaccine, I'm not sure what they're going to do because they're. I mean, you can you can destroy part of the vaccine with ivermectin, but what about the rest of it? And this is why I believe it's important to stock up on the ivermectin, as you taught me, and and you know take your lysine. And take your zinc and take your vitamin D and, you know, and, you know, see holistic doctors, you know, naturopaths, people that don't fall for this mainstream bull malarkey because, listen, there's a great time and place for uh, for pills and for doctors and I don't have a thing against doctors I uh, in, as people individually just like I don't against prosecutors and judges and police too but we also know that people can step out of line so to, for the ones that are stepping out of line you need to look beyond these people and if you don't know who's stepping out of out, out of line then you need to look beyond these people anyways and go to the other end of the spectrum and do your own research, people. And I think that for the most part, people that are listening here to, you know, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. Uh, what do you have to say, say about this, James? He must be busy. No, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm here, but I was trying to weed my way through that subject matter. Um what specifically are you asking about? About people doing their research and protecting themselves if they have already had taken, if they've already taken a so-called vaccination. And what about oh. the shedding? What about the shedding? We know that there are people that are around large po- populations of people who have been vaccinated. If they're not vaccinated, they're actually getting sick because of the shedding. Well, we we beat that horse to death over the last conversations, and that's why I was kind of hesitant. Yeah, and I try to bring it up a little bit each time, Ron, because we don't always have the same audience, and hopefully, you know, the people that have heard this before don't mind a brief interjection of it. And I I understand that. I was just – there's nothing new to say to me in in the regards of people – using their own 
God-given brain, using their own God-given discernment, they have to first be willing to want to know. And that's what I find is the biggest detriment is people are going about their daily lives and the world is evolving and changing beyond belief right in front of them, but yet they don't see outside their own front door. I don't know what we do to get more involvement or to get to a place where we can give more input, but there are are a good majority, and I'm not talking about just a handful, but a majority of people that have just closed down. They live their life in their shell, and if it doesn't affect them right now, right this minute, they don't want to hear about it. Uh, and I don't, and I haven't answered your question, but I don't know what more we can do because I run into Martin? it every I run into it every day. Right, right, right. And, and you, all you can do is just get exasperated sometimes. Pardon. Sometimes people are offended if you share information in a loving way, and so you don't want to – I mean, nobody wants people beating down their door every day, and I completely agree. I completely agree. Everybody has to use their own mind, and there are boundaries. Everybody deserves to have those boundaries, and we have to respect those boundaries. Uh, I don't like the the rolled eyes from people that, that that don't like that you're not wearing a mask or or the mean comments. But I have to say that has really calmed down quite a quite a bit. Quite a bit. Uh, I, I don't but, think it's only but communication requires just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of common ground. Right. And you know where that's leading to, and that's the national divide that we have, and that goes right into your subject matter. Right. Of critical right. race. I mean, that goes exactly to that point. Right. That there is no common on. ground once you reach a certain delineation. And, and, there, and, there, and there should always be common ground. We should never be so gosh darn divided, and I'm going to touch on that before closing when we talk about the Gatson flag, or the Gatson flag. Um, but we should never reach a point that we're so completely closed off to somebody that, um, you know, I, I mean, well, I know that what I'm is, not what, is your, what is your government promoting right now? And I'm not saying your government. Let's divide. just say the divide. government. Uh, divide. Anger. A, a fine line. A, a fine Anger. line for sure. Yes. Yes. Divide between races. A divide between um, beliefs. So they're so they're really cutting us apart into many different parts and trying to create that that the opposite of the pie that makes somebody a complete person, they're taking that and they're mangling it. And instead they're divide, making that into a, 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 a divisive factor in our lives as opposed to, you know, mind, body, spirit, you, you know, all those, all, all those things that make you a whole person that can really make us a whole community, a whole country, a whole world, you know, well, that, in the perfect of- world. That all goes back to Valhalla and the access of, accesses of war, divide and conquer. 
Right. Divide and right. conquer. It's nothing new. Right. Well, but it, but there should be should be some things that are behind us. But obviously, well. But see, my perspective, uh, Stephen's perspective. What we want them to do. Well, my perspective, Stephen's perspective, and yours is quite different than the generations before us because they haven't been taught the same things we've been taught. And the generations after us, in some cases. Right. Mm-hmm. But you and know, I had I had relatives that lived through the lived through the depression. My outlook and my values are quite different than someone who's never been exposed to that in their own families. I tell you what, my mother bought her wedding dress with pennies. She saved up pennies. So imagine right. that. Well, and yeah. put money and put money in the church envelopes and stuck them in between the sheets in the in the cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. Marty has some interesting information in her research uh, that she. You know, I, I'm asking that she share with us. If Marty, do you mind? No, no, I'm fine. Okay, I wanted to talk first of what Stephen was saying about what was in these vaccines and um, that are not vaccines, and he's absolutely right. This is gene therapy, gene modification. But uh, on Rumble, um, Steve Stu Peters interviewed Dr. Carrie Madej, and she had analyzed Moderna and J&J vaccines, and I advise everybody to watch. It's only about 17 minutes long, the interview, and she talks about how um, the COVID serum is analyzed, revealing self-assembling particles and biologically animated synthetic life forms photographed under the microscope. Um, this isn't conspiracy theory stuff. They are proving this stuff out. They are doing something to us. Um, I want to say something to this COVID narrative. To me, and I have come to this conclusion over time watching all of this and the fallacies and the falsehoods and everything else they've put out about this thing, I don't believe there is. You cannot tell me you have a virus that you cannot isolate or, or identify, but somehow it's causing a plague. This doesn't even make sense. From any angle, does that make sense? And, you know, what I think is they are doing something to us, whether it's through aerosol spraying. Um, you know, the CIA has a long history of testing biological weapons on the public, and you only find out about it after the fact. Um, but of doing all sorts of things. Our government has been involved in biological weapons attacks, take North Korea, for instance. And we have done all sorts of things to various people in the world, including our own people. And mm-hmm. Fort Dietrich, in my opinion, needs to be shut down. That is a little institution of horrors. But um, in all of this, uh, the, what this got down to this week was Biden supposedly issuing this executive order mandating this COVID vaccine. Now, number one, as our friend John LeCron says, words have meanings, and what they mean to you in the common sense is not necessarily what they mean when it comes to government or lawyers or so on. And the President of the United States, he's elected president as president. As your sitting president, he has no authority whatsoever to issue executive orders. None. Zero. None. 
But when he speaks as the chief executive, and you heard this ad nauseum during Doofus Bush and Cheney, when he was going outside of the Constitution, when he was breaking the law, Mm -hmm. when he was planning attacks of aggression against other countries, he referred to himself as the chief executive. And he was speaking then as the head of the corporation, not as your president, but the executive head of the corporation. And this is a speaking two different voices there. So go back to this executive order. Every president, and I think Trump and Obama tried to outdo each other on the number they issued. These apply to no one, no one except people in the federal government controlled by the executive agency. Um, they cannot be applied outside of they cannot be applied. He did not exempt the judiciary and Congress from these shots due to the separation of powers. He cannot mandate that they do anything. Now they can adopt what he's done because but he can't make them do it. Yes. Okay. He has no authority, no president does, to mandate anything and levy it onto the public. None. Nada. And some of these governors that are suing are pointing this out at length. Okay. Well, Marty, Marty, for the same that. reason, I, I corporate statute that. for the, the what James statute what James for the as in the same light, statutory law doesn't apply to us as the public. That's right. That is <laughs> it exactly right. To, right. It, it, all, it only applies to the corporation. That's right. Exactly. That is That's exactly why you right. need to use constitutional law. That's why you need to use yes. constitutional law, right? I think we can all agree on that. And this is that. why why they established administrative courts. Um, these are tribunals. These are closed kangaroo courts. And they, they do not abide by the law, the Constitution, or anything you know or realize. It is a whole construct of statutes, codes, and regulations created by them to benefit them. And it is not a court of law. Well, they have to draw you into that through a unilateral contract. Or it doesn't, or you're not, or you're not subject to it. Right. You, you, you basically are volunteering yourself to that rule by allowing the unilateral contract, whether it's signing a ticket to show up to court or any and all of the above, being subpoenaed, uh, right. all of it. Well, I mean, you can apply well, that regarding to the right this, to travel versus the right to drive, too. Yes. You know? Yes. So, I mean, and, and, and the right is, to now, the drive is, gives the, only. Go ahead, go ahead. Marty. No, well, well, the right to, to drive is only applied to, to people who are in commercial traffic. In other words, you know, people, truck drivers, those are the people who need to be licensed. The rest of us have the right to travel freely without government interference. But, of course, we've seen that go in the trash bag years and years ago. But regarding this executive order that supposedly Biden issued, I went to the Federal Register where it has to be listed in order for it to take any effect anywhere. I can't find it. I cannot find an actual copy of the executive order. Where this thing is, what it says, I don't know where it is. I can't find it. Stephen, you do a lot of research. Have you stumbled across it anywhere? No. I haven't yeah, seen it see, at I all. Haven't either. 
And do you think that I went through days? Scare tactics and propaganda? Marty, we've had this conversation before, but the corporate construct that they're supposedly operating in is bankrupt and dissolved. Yes. Yes. Right. And it just... And, you know, and you go back and people say, oh, that's, that's conspiracy theory, theory stuff. You know, as a U.S. citizen, I'm not a U.S. citizen. You go to the Trading with the Enemies Act that Prescott Bush was prosecuted under for trading with Hitler. Um, you go to that act, and on there it says the only people who are U.S. citizens are those born in the District of Columbia. Those are U.S. citizens. You are exactly. not. And Yep, and what you are, because they, the now they're of trying Columbia to because, owns the corporation. Yes, and so you're a, you are a product of that corporation and owned by it, and and those of us outside, of, we've been referred to as uh, people say sovereign citizens. I am not getting in with that. Um, American national. No. Um, you know, one time, I'm telling you, I think I talked to you about this before. My uh, youngest granddaughter, when she was in. 11th grade and was one of the girls I raised and a 4.0 student she came home one day in tears she's got a detention and a demerit and she thought I was going to be real upset I asked her what what's this about and she said in her civics class her teacher brought up they talked about the constitution for a whole hour I said the whole hour huh? wow and she said and at the end of it she said but the constitution is an old, irrelevant document, and it doesn't really apply anymore. And she said, I stood up and said, don't tell my grandma that. She'll rip your tongue out of your mouth. And <laughs> so she got a demerit and a detention. Of course, I went right back up to the school, got the teacher with the principal, and she says, do you know what your granddaughter said to me? I said, I do. And I said, do you think she lied? And she said, well, no, but she said, uh, uh, she said You'd, I said, I will. Don't you ever tell my granddaughter anything like that again. And I said, I will rip your tongue out of your mouth. And she said to the principal, she said, did you hear her? She threatened me. He said, I didn't hear anything. And I said, okay. So I ripped up the detention, and I told her, I said, she won't be doing any detention. You're going to take this demerit off. She has a perfect record. But I said, you're going to preach treason again from up there in the head of that class. You take my granddaughter out of the room because I don't want her hearing this. And, but this is what's going on in the schools. There is no teaching of the Constitution. There is no teaching of how the government is supposed to work. And these kids, I mean, even at my age, I look back at generations of people. Thing about what's yes. happening in our schools. And what do you mean yes. we don't have a say? It's, that's crazy. Yeah. This has been going on behind our backs for how long now? Yeah. And no wonder why we have yes. so many punks out there. Well, instead of teaching our kids things like how banking works, how credit works, um, you know, how, how to establish a business, accounting, this kind of thing, these are all specialty classes. And, but they're offering them things like creative writing and um, what is it, mythology. And I went to one of the school board meetings and I said, these last three years of high school, are, and it, it cost me a fortune, and I'm saying literally a small fortune to get those girls through those three years of high school. They charged for absolutely everything. And it wasn't just 10 or $15. It was 100 $200, $300. And they're teaching them nothing. 
Nothing. And I said, why aren't we teaching them about how the law works? A rudimentary understanding of how the law works, what it is, what it does, how the court system works, what your rights are, where to research to find out material you might need to defend yourself. Why, why aren't we teaching any of that? I said, how to keep books. I how said, how to manage a household. We don't. Yes. People are so quick and to I said, sign. They don't even know what they're signing nowadays. Suddenly they find out they're being yep. evicted. What, you didn't know? Or the rent goes up or, or you know, these certain responsibilities that they have that they didn't know because people don't read anymore. When you put your, your okay. Hancock on it, your John Hancock on it, you are so signing off on whatever it is that you're signing off on. How can you do that without knowing what is written and then understanding what is written is beyond me. Okay, understand. John Macron taught me this one, and I put this to the test, and he is absolutely correct, as always. Where it says signature, that is a corporate contract term. If you put your signature on there, you have agreed to the contract, revealed or not. You cross oh, that word out and to put the marking. As you you cross the word signature out and put the word autograph on there. That means yes, I've read this, but I don't agree to it. But yeah, I read it, and I actually put this to the test, and they absolutely blew mad. And uh, what did I think I was doing? Well, you know, I'm not agreeing to any contract. And they actually had an attorney contact me and ask me how I knew about that. And I said, well, I pay attention when people smarter than me talk. And, but it, it, this is true with that signature. Every time you see signature, you are agreeing to a contract of one kind or another, whether you know it or not. So you, so you, get, also, you get away with it? You can also use yes. acknowledgement. Yeah. Okay, acknowledgement. And, um, yeah, but, wow. yeah, or put autograph down there. And that is you I signing as yourself agreeing to not nothing. That. Well, they oh, got well, your, they got you, uh, your name printed on there in all caps, too, which signifies that you're yes. a, a fake entity, a corporation. Yes. That you're an asset in the corporation. When they have that, and I've told people, compare things that come from any administrative court to something that comes from, like, say, your superior court. If it comes from your superior court, it'll say United States Superior Court, state of, you know, and that'll be capital letter followed by small case for all those words. And your name will appear with a capital letter, small case for your name. Go to administrative, whatever it is. And it'll say, you know, the administrative court or whatever. It's all in capital letters. Your name is all capitalized. That is a signify that you are dead in the law. The law does not apply to you. And you do not respond to that. You're absolutely right. This works only if you participate. And so I have had things come from administrating courts. And I write them back and say, this person is unknown to me. This is not the correct spelling of my name. I don't know who this is. And, and well, that's why when phone you phone. enter into a court yeah. and they say, all rise, or you take your hat off. Yeah. And, and if you don't yeah. do that, then you're not accepting those terms because as soon as you accept right. those terms. Now, we have to live with the repercussions of this, too, and yes. you know how much yes. you're going to fight it. So there are some things that we 
uh, I don't know if it's if we want to call it lay down to in society because most of us do have our driver's licenses and most of us when we're not uh, when we're not driving for uh, compensation you know if we're pulled over we'll we'll share that license. There was one time when I when right. uh, after I was being treated after I was being treated by somebody like a jerk. Um, you know what I, I I went up to him and I said and I said to him you know I have the right to travel you know and uh, and he kind of looked at me and he was ir- irritated and I never ever got charged for that ticket that happened actually in Delaware I never got wow. charged for that ticket it never came up yep Marty what you described yes. started being a jerk. Marty, what you described was, was one of was one of the methods of a unilateral contract. Yes, yes. And one of the times I've over these same girls, um, if any of you have been involved with child support recovery or any of that, it's it's an absolute screaming nightmare. And one of the things they tried to do was force me to produce my granddaughters for DNA, and I refused. And they came to my house, and I wouldn't let them in the whole nine yards. Um, they took me to court three different times. The last time I went in, and I was standing there, and this person calling himself a judge said, I, his last name was, I believe, Rhodes. And, and I said, Mr. Rhodes. He said, that's Judge Rhodes. And I said, well, if we're going to use, you know, uh, titles, fake titles, you can call me your majesty. And please <laughs> and. Well, I was just fed up. I was done. I didn't hear at that point what they did. Yeah, and uh, he said, what did you say? I said, do you have an oath of office? You're being very respectful. You're usually better off yeah. that way. You no, know, you have to I'm tired of yeah, it. I give respect. I give respect to people who act in a respectful way. Yeah. I don't pander. I do not uh, pretend. I, you know, I just don't. And standing there and I asked the man do you have an oath of office and he said what I said if you have an oath of office I would like to see it and he just sat there and his face got real red I said you don't have one because you are not a judge of the law you are misrepresenting yourself in here and he got up and left the room and I guess that was over for that day because everybody left and um but it just you know and but you have to at different times you have to take your chances and you know, I don't recommend everybody do this stuff, but I am oh, no, notoriously no, no. It outspoken. It depends on yeah. what that state. And, it really does. Yeah. Those are, you know, and uh, because you're definitely. But they never got my girls' the... DNA either. Yeah, but it just. Oh. Um, well, no. They said they asked me in one courtroom. Well, don't you want to know who their father is? I said my son's name on their is on their birth certificate. It's all I need to know. Well, what if it isn't him? I said, I don't care if their grand, their dad flew in here from Mars. I said, I've got 12 and 13 years respectively invested in these girls. They're my grandkids. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. Well, don't you think they have a right to know when they get of age, if they want to hunt that down, let them do it. Um, I'm not interested. But what right. I'm saying is it, it, there, we are at a point where you have got to stand up and quit knuckling under. Yes, you're going to pay a penalty. God knows these people dogged me, railroaded me. It's just, it was nonstop. But you have to stand your ground. At some point, you can't keep running away and or trying to find some uh, soft cover so it doesn't touch you. Um, it, it's going to, and see, they're depending on all that's going on right now 
And look at all the stuff that's been revealed on your show, Tanya. All the stuff yeah. that's going on. You've got a full house here. You're packed with listeners. But how many of them will get, actually get up and take a stand? Yeah, how many I, of them I, will actually? If we have one more each, each time we're on, then, then, then that's good enough. You know what? If we yeah. can make some well, kind of a difference, it has to be good enough. And because I think people are listening yeah. for a reason. I, I really do. Yeah. And then when the rubber meets the okay. road, you know, when the rubber yeah. meets the road, they're, they're, because they have to look at what's at stake, too. You know, okay. how is that going to Tanya, affect their kids' please. lives? How is that yeah. going to affect their everyday yeah. life? And all I can say is I pray to God that when the rubber meets the road, that the people will stand uh, united, that they will stand united. And before we um, run out of time, you know, I do want, I do want to We've got a caller here, Tanya. Oh, okay. Tanya, you do have a caller, uh, area code okay. 231. You're live yeah, on Yeah, that's here. me, Jim Leckrone. Oh, hey, Jim. Oh, hey, you're John's brother. I, I'm John's like brother, yeah. Hey, isn't, brother. There, I, isn't there a USC code, I think, that you can write next to your signature, too, that, get, that reserves all your rights, if I recall right? I think that's, that's under the commercial code, uniform commercial code, and I can't remember the number right now, but I know people used it for years um, but somehow that suddenly disappeared, and I know not why. Stephen, do you know well, anything about that? people are still using it, like, for signing on tickets and stuff like that. Okay. No, I don't know okay. whatever become of that. Well, we'll count okay. on you to come back and let us know. Yeah. Okay, if I find out what it is, I'll bring. I'll come back and let you guys know. Yeah, that would be great. Oh, did he just leave? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Hey, Marty, yeah, I got a question. Did John ask you about... Yes. Load... Okay. You want to do that? Say what? Did John you ask do that? me what? What? Did John ask you about that show that I suggested? Uh, not yet, but my communications and my phone is totally down. I've got internet, um, but I've got no cell phone service whatsoever, so... Of what the deal is with that, I, I have no idea. You know, it just I, I went out again. On, this I kept afternoon. on texting you, Marty, as you know now, you know, and it kept yeah. on saying not deliverable, and yet you were texting me, but I couldn't text you. Yeah. So that was yeah. so strange. Something's something's wrong with this. Yeah, I'm going to change services because between you and me that they're trying to, you know, because the no. last show was infiltrated towards the end. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, but it no, was. I'll get with John. So. Jim, um, um, I'll get with him and see what's going on. But Tanya, go okay. ahead. You got about fifteen minutes left here. Okay. Okay. Does anybody here? Everybody knows what the flag is. Don't tread on me, right? Well, some people seem to think that that flag is a racist flag. Not everybody, but there is a population that it's does. It's called the Mads Masden flag or Mads. The Gadsden. Gadsden. There we go. Gadsden flag. Yep. It's, it's it's called the Gagston flag, and the true meaning and the history of that flag is, well, it's more than a flag and just a motto, don't tread on me. It is actually a symbol of the American freedom, and George Washington shared his thoughts on this, it's, and it's, it's just, 
you know, it's very curious and it's amazing to distinguish how different it is now compared to what it was even when he shared his thoughts. But that flag, when you've got that rattlesnake, okay, there's 13 rattles on a rattlesnake as compared to the 13 colonies in America. And all those 13 rattles on that rattlesnake, they all have different purposes. There's one that's silent. There's another rattle that doesn't go off until the other rattle starts to go off. If you really look into this deeply, you're going to find out a lot about rattlesnakes. But how does that work in comparison in comparison to the Gadsden flag? Well, just hang on here. Now, the rattlesnake, the rattlesnake will never wound until she has genuinely given notice. So she will never harm. She will never wound unless she has genuinely given notice. And that's that rattling. That's that rattling. So a rattlesnake can start to rattle, and it still won't wound. It still won't cause harm. But notice is being given. Well, here we are. Here we are. And there we were, the 13 colonies in America, right? The 13 colonies in America that we were all working in harmony for a positive result. That there was no desire to have a war. That there was no desire to cause harm. There was no desire to wound. Just like with that rattlesnake. That rattlesnake is giving warning, look, man, I'm not up to going into battle right now. Let me sit in the sun and bask, okay? Well, that feeling is relatable to don't tread on me. Don't tread on me. So it's a beautiful history, has nothing whatsoever to do with racism. And, Dan, are you there? Haven't heard from you. How many? I'm I'm still here. And uh, as far as the rattlesnakes go, they also will do what's called a dry strike. Right. where they will not actually insert their teeth, but they will act like they're going to strike you as an extra warning mm-hmm. after they've warned you with their rattles. Isn't that nice, something else? Nice being but, a her amateur herpetologist as well as everything else I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. What do you have to say about that, Stephen? Don't tread on me. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> if you guys want, I, I did a I did a poem on the Gadsden flag when they tried to outlaw it. Um, oh. if you guys want it, I I'm not sure if it's still on my Facebook page or not. But if you Facebook me, I'll try and find it and send you copies of it. Love it. I think I Facebooked you after the last time that we were on. So. I'm Tanya Hathaway, so I'd love it if you'd send me a copy of that. Okay. Steve, uh, um, James if, if they have not erased it yet, because I've, I've noticed a couple of my poems literally disappeared off my computer. Oh, 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 yeah. Good, good old Facebook, you know. And there's some kind of rumors. We don't know if they're real or not. Is is Facebook really up for sale? We know that there's a whistleblower out there that that sure is, you know, rattling. A little bit. 
Uh, yeah, well, you know, I'm on 30-day cutoff with them already again, so my third time. Oh. Yeah, I've had a couple warnings myself that I was only actually, um, I was only actually once, I believe it was, uh, where I had like a four or five day. So you're you know, an amateur then. I, I'm an I'm an amateur. You must be doing a really good job. Well, I have to remember because I do still use Facebook to promote. So I don't want to get. I'm surprised that I don't get in more trouble than I than you know. <laughs> than I do. Same here. But then again, every now and then I pay for a sponsorship. So you know, money speaks, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, every every ten dollars adds up. <laughs> so it might be a little a little yellow flag towards anybody's name that actually you know spends any money on Facebook, <laughs> which is probably a pretty good amount of people because just think about all the commerce that takes place on Facebook. Actually, the links to buy things, there's credits everywhere. So yeah. It's, uh, so well, another true. thing that I forgot to say about the with the Gadsden flag, if I remember right, isn't each section of the uh, of the snake actually a word? You know what? I didn't dive that deeply into it. I I dived into it deep enough to share what I what I what I did, but. Uh, I, I would imagine so. I tried to, you know, take the context and, and break it down based on the amount of time to prepare for the show and right. the content of the show. So, so I would love you to elaborate on it. Yeah, I can't remember what 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 it was, but I, I, I seem to remember that each section of the snake, not the tail, but the actual snake, because it's sectioned off into sections as well, was was a word or something in in there hidden in the, each section. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> so we'll have to I'll have to do some further research because I was intrigued, but I had to leave it at some at some point today. I am currently um, uh, preparing for an, an interview with uh, somebody who has been in prison for it's actually forty years plus. Uh, on Thursday, and it's with a, a death row uh, in, inmate, and it'll, I'll be uh, the first person who has interviewed him since he has been in prison. And so it's not going to be live, but it will be shared once uh, it's all said and done. So, uh, so I've been very make sure you shared it with me. That. Well, so I I will. It'll it'll be shared. You know, I'm hoping to Marty. I'm hoping uh. to. You know, share it um, on on a recorded show if we can do that somehow. We'll talk about it, but I'm going to do a little work, and we might have a second inter- interview first. But is Dan Mosley still on with us, or did, did I lose you? Did you go back to study? Yeah, Dan? no, I, I'm still here. Uh, I was reading about the uh, "Don't Tread on Me." It was uh, oh, okay. the timber rut. Yeah, it's a timber rattlesnake found in the area of the original 13 colonies. colonies. Like the bald eagle, part of its significance was that it was unique to the Americas, serving as a means of showing a separate identity from the old world. 
Its use as a symbol of the American colony can be traced back to the publications of Ben Franklin. In 1751, he made the first reference to the rattlesnake in a satirical commentary published in his uh, Pennsylvania Gazette. It had been the policy of Parliament to send convicted criminals to the Americas, uh, primarily the province of Georgia, so Franklin suggested that they thank them by sending rattlesnakes to Britain. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I forgot yeah. to mention that it's unique to America. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought that was astounding as well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but, yeah, you know, don't tread on me. I always like that when I'm when I'm, I remember seeing that as a kid and uh that just resonated with me. It's like, you know, I mean, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't mess with me. Don't mess with my family. And, you know, I mean, but the government, you know, kind of likes to stick their, their nose in everybody's business. And, but anyway, uh, you know, it's definitely not a racist flag. I mean, Sure. No, it's not a racist flag, and how anybody could have gotten that is obviously that somebody who's looking for, you know, to uh, echo or to, you know, bullhorn propaganda and, and you know, to, to create the, the divide, which is exactly the opposite of what yeah. this is all about. Everything about not it. liberal is deemed by the liberals to be racist is the best yeah. way to put it. I was reading about that critical race theory. That's uh, too. I, you know, I've seen that was on the agenda. But yeah, anyway, and we didn't get into that, that much tonight. And I apologize for that. But uh, okay. yeah, I was. I actually wanted to ask you because you are in college, and you know, are you at the point now where in, in, you know, and oh, oh goodness. Uh, I yeah. wanted Stephen Burke. Hold on, I, the, we're going to have you back on again because I'd like to talk more about that on our next Tuesday show. Um, but Stephen, can you share some of that information that you were going to share? Also, we have a few minutes before I need to start closing out. There, there was something that I was hoping Stephen Burke would share with us. Well, I ain't but three or four minutes left, so I can't uh, do much. But some of the breaking news that. Uh, people may not know about, China was buying PCR testing equipment several months in advance of all of this uh, so-called virus starting. So that just came to light. And also... And the PCR tests have, have turned out to be totally debunked as anything credible as well. Isn't that so? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, CDC and the World Health Organization both participated in the big uh, ivermectin to-do over there in India. And they took the COVID cases in that one state with 240 million people from, they had 300 and something thousand cases, knocked them down to uh, 180 something cases using the ivermectin and vitamin D and what have you. Well, now they've discontinued the use of the ivermectin. And that's most likely because Merck, the manufacturer of ivermectin, they got their self a new drug they're applying for for, uh, for uh, 
that pill? Emergency approval for, and uh, instead of costing about eleven or twelve dollars, it's going to cost seven hundred. But it's does basically the same thing as ivermectin. But anyway, our CDC and our World Health Organization were both involved in all that stuff that went on over there in India. So, and then there's the reason these vaccines are kept frozen. If Merck can capitalize off of this now, too, that's exactly what they're planning on doing. Well, they modify what they had before so they can patent it and get emergency authorization and make a bunch of money off of it. And I imagine that's why they shut down the ivermectin use in India, because they're probably fixing to switch to something else. You know, because our cricket CDC and World Health Organization was involved in all that, I found out. But the reason that vaccine's frozen is you you thaw it out for three or four hours and things start happening that shouldn't happen, like it growing little critters and forming things and all sorts of different stuff. It is long. Oh, yeah. By the way, in England, England just announced that one-third of cases, uh, COVID cases in in England are unvaccinated people. Well, that automatically means the other two-thirds were vaccinated. Exactly. Exactly, as we were talking about before. But I have to start shutting down, but I'm going to ask you to hold on to that because we're going to pick this up on next Tuesday. I want to thank you, Dan. I want to thank you, uh, Jim. I want to thank you, Stephen Burke, as a regular contributor, James Tree as a regular contributor. I want to thank you, Marty Oakley, very much um, for your contributions and for TS Radio Network. And I want to thank you, Stephen, for 89.9 KLRB-FM Lighthouse Christian Radio, listeners especially. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in, and good night.